Hi guys, welcome back to All Things with Anna, where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Welcome to or welcome back to All Things with Anna. I'm super excited to be back with you guys this week, and I missed last week, which I feel like has been becoming a common trend, is that I like do it every other week, but I swear guys, the second semester slump has hit, and I am very busy and very tired, and so... I, there's just been a lack of motivation, but I am very excited to have the motivation and that God has blessed me with the ability to speak and to have a motivated self to make this episode for you guys this week. Um, as you know, by the title, you had to click on this podcast episode and read the title, but this title is All Things with the Cure for Anxiety. So, I've done all things with anxiety before, and it was probably, like, my third episode, maybe second. Like, it was very, very early on. So, almost a... Well, actually, it's been a complete year since I made that episode. And so, I figure this is something so common, and so I really felt like I should touch on it again because this last weekend, I was reminded of it because I went to a conference um, with my church, and I don't really know if I would call it a conference... I don't know. It was sort of like a conference, but it's called United Weekend, and it was just like where we'd have sermons uh, Friday night and then Saturday morning and Saturday night. And so uh, our speaker spoke over the Sermon on the Mount, and so that was super inspiring to just hear that all preached. Each sermon was Matthew 5, then Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. And so uh With that being said, the section I'm talking about is the cure for anxiety. Um, It's verses 25 through 34 in Matthew 6, and it really stuck out to me because uh, he had talked about the Sermon on the Mount as a general um, statement because our, like, speaker um, and pastor because it was one whole sermon. It was Jesus's most powerful sermon ever spoken, and we, Matthew's notes from it, was just basically organizing it into 5, 6, and 7. But this Matthew 6, um, 25 through 34, really, really stuck out to me because it has become so normalized to worry in today's society and um, everybody has anxiety that they struggle with. And so, when it is phrased as the cure for anxiety, it's almost hard to miss because you're like, what? What's the cure for anxiety? Because all of these doctors prescribe medicine and give us uh, all of these pills and all of these coping mechanisms to help us with our anxiety, which I'm not saying that's bad. Like, if that's what you need, you know, that's what you need. But I'm saying that Jesus offers real peace. And that is something so evident in the Bible and so evident in this section. And so let's just dive in and read what Matthew 6, 25 through 34 has to say. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they are? Can any of you add one more moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? 
For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Wow, um, that was so powerful just on its own. But I think it is so important that we dive into scripture like this because even though it seems really obvious and just like, you know, you can tell what it means by when you read it. It's pretty self-explanatory. But I think that um, we say that and yet we live in the most biblically illiterate society as my speaker said this weekend. Um, And we have this amazing Bible in front of us. We have the word of God in front of us. And yet so many of us misconstrue everything that it tells us. And so it starts off by saying, do not worry about your life or what you will eat or drink or about your body image or what you will wear. And for me, that hit really hard. I don't know about you, but that pretty much hits the nail on the head for every single thing I worry about in my everyday life. Um, Our world has normalized eating disorders and beauty standards beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. Um, Think about how many girls um, with summer, you know, we're in the midst of winter, but think about how so many girls joke, oh, spring break's coming, time to get back into shape. And I'm not saying that you can't get back into shape and glorify the body that God has given you, but I think that we do all of the things that we do for the wrong reasons. We eat healthier for the wrong reasons. We work out for the wrong reasons. And it's all for body image. And if God truly created you in his image, why do we try to change everything about ourselves? Um, We worry about this so much, but we were created perfectly in God's eyes. And so we were made in his image. And so I think that it's obviously very important to take care of the body that he's given us because it is a creation of God. But I don't think it's fair to any of us to torture ourselves by starving ourselves and working out all the time. And, you know, I think about this for girls um, mainly, but I know I do have male listeners. And I think that this is so important with male listeners too, because, you know, bulking season, the amount of times I hear like boys, like, you know, joke with each other and like mimic and mock each other for how much they bench, like what? It doesn't make sense. Um, just this constant comparison about worrying how much you can lift at the gym or worrying about how big your waist is in the size of American Eagle jeans. It just really pains my heart that that's what the society has been worrying about. But I think God knew that humans were going to worry about such things. Um, God knew everything before it happened, obviously. And I think that's why Jesus spoke on this is because he knew that the sin and the human nature that we have would lead us to worry. And so that's why he spoke on worrying so evidently and used the words that he did. Um, And then we know by the next verses, 26 through 30, that God uniquely created us. Um, In verse 26, it says, Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Um, And that just sticks out to me. So he, God clearly created us and he clearly provides for us. And yet we still worry about all of these things. And I know that when he asks don't worry about what you'll eat as in financial issues, which I know that there are people out there that um, struggle with, you know, just getting the next meal on the plate. And that is so common. And if that's you, it is totally okay to be where you are. It's it's hard to have a job and to um, 
provide for your family or just provide for yourself every single meal for three times a day. Um, and that is something that we just take for granted more often than not. And so you can apply it to that too, not just eating disorders, overeating, undereating by choice, but clearly not having enough food in general, not having enough money to buy yourself food. And what we learn in this passage is that God provides for us. You know, at the end of the day, it's not us in control by how much hours we work or how much money we make or anything like that. That's not us. That is God working. And so ultimately, you know, it takes us to do what God calls us to do. But at the end of the day, he's going to provide for us. Um, And we just have to trust in him. And that is something that the Bible tells us over and over and over again. And so with all that being said, it can be kind of like, duh, we know and have heard not to worry. I mean, that's such like a dumb question. Like, obviously I'm trying not to worry. That's the whole point of anxiety is that I can't control my worrying. But Matthew 6.33 teaches us the method. Um, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be provided for you. And so that is something that I loved from this past weekend and that I heard about is because they talked about it in the sense of the Matthew 6.33 promise. Um, we must seek first the kingdom. And, you know, that sounds so like, duh, I don't know. It just seems like I'm stating blunt and obvious statements. But I truly tell you, once we make heaven the focus, the worries of this world start to dwindle away and we start to lose focus of what the world has for us, but more for what God has for us. Like, let me just say that again. When we make heaven our focus, we start to lose what the world has for us and start to look forward to what God has for us. I think of it like this. Wherever you are, which it's going to be better imagery and a better analogy if you stand up for this, but wherever you are, um, do this with me. Um, look to the sky. Just look up. Look to the ceiling. Look to the sky. Just wherever you are, just tilt your head and look upward. Now, what was the color of the person's shoes beside you? Or what was the carpet right below you? Or what was sitting right next to your feet? And, you know, you may be like, oh, I was just looking at the floor. I know exactly what was there. But in the sense that I'm trying to give it in, what happens is, is when we turn our attention to heaven, our, the kingdom is in our face and we look to the kingdom, the things of this world start to lose focus. We start to stop worrying about what's at our feet, but looking above and looking what's ahead. Um, that is so important to me because, you know, that may not be the best way to like describe what I'm trying to say, but I, it works for me. So when we turn our attention to heaven and we make his kingdom our focus, the things in this world become harder to pay attention to, and we start to lose sight of them, and start to focus our sight on to God, and so that is the ultimate thing that God has called us to do. Um, all the things the Sermon on the Mount discussed will be added to us when we make heaven our focus, and that is just something that stuck so dearly with me, um, rereading these verses, and just, you know, focusing more on a deeper meaning, but rather just what we see when we skim the surface of scripture. But I want to end this on a great note because the last verse of this um, chapter is my personal favorite. Um, It is Matthew 634 and it says, therefore don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
And that just stuck out to me so much. And when I say my favorite verse, you know, I have a favorite verse, but we know that all scripture is for his glory and that all scripture is the true word of God. And so I'm not making it seem like, oh, I like this verse and I don't like this verse. You know, I love all of scripture. Just wanted to clarify that. And I thought about that after I said it. But anyways, we must live in the moment God has placed us in. And I think that's a key part of not worrying in today, uh, today's society. Because when we start looking ahead, when we think about college, when we think about future jobs, or maybe having children, or getting married, or whatever, it can be very stressful. And that is what my last episode was about, because it can be very stressful, especially, you know, I'm a freshman in high school, and so I have a lot ahead of me. I have a whole life ahead of me. And so, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe God has a very short life for plan for me, but I feel like I do have a very long life. Um, so, but it can be so hard to worry about it. I mean, I don't know what college I'm going to. I don't even know what I'm going to major in. And so, with all that being said, we can, you know, only worry about what we can control. And ultimately, that's really nothing. You know, God controls everything. And so, that being said, we don't have to worry because we are the author of our lives. God is, you know. Um, we don't have to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow already has enough trouble of its own. God knows that. And Jesus spoke it. You know, each day has enough trouble of its own. So we don't have to worry about tomorrow because we know that it's probably in better hands if God controls it than if we control it. Um, think about every time you've tried to, you know, meticulously control a situation. It's probably not worked out very good for you, or at least it has not worked out good for me in the past. And so I hope that for all struggling with worry, that you can give that baggage to Christ. And that is the ultimate message. Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross and lived a perfect life and then died for us when we should be the ones up on that cross. Um, And then he rose again. I mean, like, what in the world? This is like the best story I've ever heard. But Jesus is the ultimate savior. And when we give our baggage to Christ, things start to not feel as heavy. When we give those burdens that we wear, when we give him that guilt that we carry from whatever mistakes that we've ever made or our past, God gives so much relief and Jesus takes it gladly. Uh, he takes our baggage gladly. And so his peace is real and it's eternal. The scripture points us to it, but I am a personal witness. I'm a personal witness of Christ's real love. It's real. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, if you're listening to this and you know that piece, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know that piece, I urge you to pray and to repent and to ultimately just say, Jesus, I can't do it on my own and I need a savior. Um, this may just sound like I'm giving like the most basic sermon in the world, but it's so true because Jesus died exactly for this reason. Um, we can't do life on our own. We weren't made to be on this world forever. Um, kingdom his kingdom. Heaven is the eternal place that we want to be. And so, when we give our life to Christ, that becomes a promise of us. Um, And so, for all who are listening that have not given their life to Christ, I pray that you will do that and that you could reach out to me or reach out to someone that you know. Um, Or, yeah, my DMs are always open. Please reach out to me. Um, My Instagram is at allthingswithanna. And so, I'm always open to hear DMs and things like that. But, I really love speaking over this topic. I thought it was super inspirational. 
And so I'm going to close this in a short prayer and then I will see you guys next week. And wherever you are, just bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day and that I can be um, a light for the people that are listening to this episode. I thank you for using me as a vessel for your word and for Christ to be magnified. Um, I pray that we can leave listening to this podcast and for me speaking this podcast to go spread the gospel and to not worry about what tomorrow has to come and that we can ultimately give you the control, give you the hand in our lives to work how you will and do your will for us, whether um, we planned it or not. And so I pray that we can leave this uh, episode and ultimately know that you are the true and only God and that you love us so much and you give real peace and that your son, Jesus Christ, died for us on that cross and that he ultimately carries all of our baggage for us. And so with that being said, I praise you in everything that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys next week, probably with a new topic. Um, I've been very inconsistent, but let's hope that next week is a better week for me and that I can, you know, be more consistent in getting that Thursday at 6 p.m. So thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.